welcome to Small Business Celebration, and it's our 200th episode. And what do you do when you want to mark a special occasion? Flowers! This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and this is our 200th episode. And to celebrate our 200th episode, we're giving you, Visioneers, a flower shop. And our guest this week is the owner of Log Cabin Floors, Hunaid Baliwala. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For Visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? My name is Huneid Baliwala and I am a proud owner of Log Cabin Florist here in Bakersfield, California. Um, we do flowers. We do flowers for all occasions, um, whether it be birthdays, anniversaries, um, if you just messed up, uh, <laughs> or we do weddings and events as well. <laughs> but this isn't the only flower shop you own. No. We have three flower shops. Really? Yep. And where are they located? So our first flower shop was in Woodland Hills, California. Okay. And then we came to town to Bakersfield about four years ago right. um, and bought Flower Bar, which okay. is on the west side of town. And beginning of this year, we bought Log Cabin Florist. The thing that's significant about buying Log Cabin is you're the how many owner? The third owner. In how many years? In 84 years. So in the 84 years of existence, you're the third owner. Yep. That's pretty significant, yeah. That's some pretty tall shoes to fill. Yep, big shoes to fill. Don, um, the previous owner, right? Um, great, great owner. Um, and we just hope that we can be half of what, how she did flowers um, and take Log Cabin to new heights. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the advantages to being able to buy in bulk and volume like that is that when the customer comes in and buys a flower, it's gonna last longer because it's fresher because you've had to buy so many and have so much of a turnover so, so often. Correct. Um, not just that, also buying locally mm. helps. Okay. So we go directly to the farms. We oh. go to Oxnard to buy uh, most of our flowers. Mm -hmm. um, so you know they're coming straight from the farms, they're fresher, um, they will last you longer as well. You didn't set out to become a florist. No, we are three generation um, hardware business owners. Hardware, as in like nails and screws? No, we were into rigging hardware, uh, more specifically into oil supply, oh. um, oil field supply and um, ship chandling. Okay. So your heavy tensile chains, shackles, um, things that wouldn't go bad for decades. But and a little different than flowers. Well, very different. <laughs> we went from, like I said, things that didn't go bad uh -huh. for decades to perishables. Now, visioneers, if you're hearing conversation in the background, if you're hearing the, the, the chiming of the door, it's because the flower shop, the log cabin flower shop, is open for business. So if you're hearing activity going on, that's a good thing. 
One of the things I wanted to, to touch on, though, is you were born down south. Correct. In metropolitan LA. And then you moved out to where? To Middle East, to Dubai. Okay, and, and, and that's because of the oil business? Yep. The family oil business, the I should family. say. Yep. So this is something that's truly special. And a lot of you visioneers who are listening or watching this understand the pull of the family business. And give us very briefly, how did that work? Because like you said, you started off in the rigging world of oil and, and non-perishables. What brought you into the flower business? We have two daughters, two okay. lovely daughters. And we were planning on moving back right. at some point because Southern California was always home. Right. And so we wanted to move back. Our daughters were eight and four. We mm. thought it was the perfect time. Right. And so we started putting things in motion where we wanted to move back. Ah. And when my aunt, who had the flower shop down in Woodland Hills, she found out that we were looking at moving back and mm -hmm. possibly doing some sort of a business, um, she contacted us. Oh. She was wanting to retire. She mm -hmm. was starting to have grandkids that she wanted to spend time with, who she wanted to spend time with. Right. Um, and so she asked us if we wanted to run a flower shop. It was something that we had to, my wife is a graphic designer. Okay. Um, she's the creative one. Sure, sure. I am, I'm the numbers guy. <laughs> and so she, I asked her if she wanted, this is something she wanted to do. Right. And she said, yeah. And so we got things moving. Uh, we sold all our businesses over there and got into the flower business. What prompted you to buy the first flower shop in Bakersfield? Because that's a long ways from West Covina. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, an hour and a half drive. To Each way, exact. yes. Yep. Our strategy was always to grow right. into two or three flower shops. Right. Uh, because we at one point wanted to control uh, the, the purchasing ah. and be able to sort of go back and control our costs. Right. So we wanted to import from China as far as the vases are concerned. Oh, okay. So to do that, you needed to have enough flower shops under the belt right. that you know, you're able to make it worthwhile. Right. So we were looking at flower shops at that time and Flower Bar came on the market down on the west side. And when I came here, I fell in love with it instantly. Just the way it was, the vibes that we were getting and so that's how we sort of got the ball moving. I mean, it took a year right. to finalize everything, but I mean, one of the best decisions we've made, Bakersfield in itself is a great town, though it's growing, has a small town feeling. Right. People know each other, loyal customer base, uh, which is extremely important for any business. Right. Um, with how things are moving digitally and onto right. websites and things like that. Bakersfield holds things dearly still. Um, on how things were, right. and that's, that's a great pull for businesses, and that's how we grew from one to two flower shops here in Bakersfield. And now a third. Yeah, yeah. Well, one in down south and two in Bakersfield. Right. So, right. you know, that, that was our just biggest pull here because we wanted to grow here. In the next segment, we're going to talk more about staffs. So more importantly, what do you do when you have a second location or you buy a third location and how you go ahead and work with the different staffs? But, Hunaid, before we do that, if visionaries, business owners, what can the log cabin florist or the flower bar or the other location, what can you do for them? Flowers give positive energy. Mm. 
you know, there's colors. It brings any room to life, mm. um, adds that pop of color. Right. So to us, it brings a smile. We are here um, to help those, let's say, who are not in town, but want to send something to their loved ones in town. Right. Um, so we're here to kind of bridge that gap, right? Bring them closer. Um, we're, we can do deliveries, we can do, they can pick up. Anything can be done um, as far as flowers is concerned. So as far as occasions, you have events, you have birthdays, funerals also brings family together, people coming from out of town. And that's something that creates a mood, an emotion that we provide. And that, that is something fulfilling. And for visioneers and full disclosure, I try to give my wife a surprise, once a month at least, of sunflowers for just because. If visioneers want to reach out to you, how do they do that? Well, we, they can go on our website, logcabinflorist.com. They can call us, 661-327-8646. Or they can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Yelp. Um, they can Google us. Bakersfieldflowerbar.com is the website for Flower Bar. Their phone number is 661-587-6181. And Woodland Hills, Woodland Warner Flowers in Woodland Hills, um, their number is 818-587-3650 or their website, woodlandwarnerflowers.com. You know, if you get another flower shop, that's going to get longer and longer and longer. We're done. <laughs> we're done. Three flower shops is, is the max that I think we're sticking to. And he says that now. <laughs> and if you enjoy a small business celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And we'll talk more about merging of staffs when we come right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clareau Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clareau Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClareauTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 today. We're here with Nay Baliwala, the owner of Log Cabin Florist, and our visionary question comes from Maria who asks, we're about to buy an existing business and we would like to know your approach to the existing staff. For any business, right? we feel that the most important part are the employees mm -hmm. because they are what makes the atmosphere of the shop mm. and what the shop is all about. Mm. So when we go out and we buy, let's say, a flower shop, right. um, we want to keep the existing staff. Right. And that's what we do everywhere. Um, you want to incentivize them to stay. You want them to stay. And you want them to grow old with you. Why is that? The reason is because they're the heart and soul of the business. Mm. Are they You're, the reason you think that the business was successful in the first place? Yes. Because there's two, two aspects to this. Okay. One, you need a visionary. Mm -hmm. You need the person up top. Right. to sort of look ahead. Right. And then you need 
people who are making it done. Making the flowers is what I meant. Right. Uh, the arrangements. So for, in our case, and that has to coexist um, almost seamlessly, right? right? And it's, it's not an easy task. And I think Dawn did, a, and Terry and Jerry before her, um, did a, an awesome job of taking care of their employees. Right. And that's, the, that's our mentality as well, mm -hmm. is if you take care of your employees, they will provide for you. Our approach was one, everybody gets an opportunity to stay. Okay. Whoever wants to stay. Right. Some people retired here. Um, they had been working with Dawn for over 10, 15, 20 years. Right. And I think it was well within their right to do so. Sure. Um, those who stayed, um, we hope, are in for a wonderful journey with us. And then we added new pieces. Mm. And that's also an, a very important part because you can be the most talented person, right. but you might not work well with others. Ah. So to us, it is more important on how well you work with the team um, rather than how talented you are. It's no secret that right now labor is a challenge. Yep. How did you find additional labor, for one, but taking that a step further, how did you find the ones with the right chemistry? Because a lot of business owners, they're just trying to find bodies to fill seats. They're, they're, and right now, and yet you went through and you found employees and looked for chemistry. So that was more difficult. How did you do that? Well, again, what you have to do is you have to have an extensive interview process. Mm. You have to get to know them almost um, in a way. And try to give your vision right. and see who sort of works well with that. There's no, there's no easy answer. Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong answer. Right. A lot of times it's a trial and error as well. We have been lucky to find the people mm -hmm. who have worked well with others and right. work well for our company as right. well. And so in that sense, it's, it's a tedious process that a lot of people overlook. Oh. Um, the name of you know, trying to move things along or trying to do more business. Right. Um, things get lost where they don't pay attention to their staff as well. And I think that's something that we do. Um, and we hope to keep improving on that. This is something that's a very important question. And I know it's very dear to your heart. Mm -hmm. It's World Cup cricket season. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, uh, this month. This month. this month, yep. First of all, where did or how did you get in, introduced to cricket? Because that's not necessarily the most popular sport in the United States. No, but it is in Asia. Okay. So I grew up in the Middle East, Dubai. Right. Um, that's something that you know my parents grew up with. Right. And so we watched cricket on TV. Right. Whenever we could, um, we went to the stadiums whenever we could, and so that's something we watched growing up. Right. That's something we played growing up. Right. Cricket and soccer. Right. That's coming up. We're excited. It's happening in Australia this year. Who are you rooting for? Pakistan. Ah, that's okay. where my parents are from. Okay. Um, that's who we grew up rooting for, and we hope they win the World Cup. Who's the arch nemesis of the Pakistanis? Indians. Oh. A lot of Indians in Bakersfield. Um, so an India-Pakistan match is right. almost like a um, Yankees versus Mets. Oh. Uh, or Yankees versus Red Sox. Red Sox. Right, sure. More apt than the Nets, Mets. Um, and so, yeah, it's a huge rivalry. And so when India and Pakistan is the first match, actually, for the World Cup. Wow. Um, that's when, you know, over 
1.5, 2 billion people in this world are right. going to be watching that that game. Right. Um, it's in Australia, so we'll probably be getting up at some odd hour <laughs> in the middle of the night to, to watch that game, but we will. What has watching and playing cricket taught you that you use in your business? One is uh, teamwork. Okay. Two, um, dealing with unpredictability. Well, that's an understatement because even the players don't know how to play cricket. Well, a lot of times, yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially here, because right. you you it takes eleven aside. Right. Um, a lot of times you have to be creative because right. you can't find the eleven. Right. So you play five aside, right, or you play four aside. Right. Depending on how desperate you are or how badly you want to play cricket, um, but yeah, you have to. So dealing with unpredictability is key. Right. How you make decisions, what decisions you make, and how that plays out is key, and teamwork above all. And terminology. Yeah. Cricket has its own language. And <laughs> you're shaking, you're nodding your head. I know, I know what you're talking about. Um, it, it just comes from um, knowing the people you play with, right? Right. Um, a lot of those things get made up uh, along the way. Um, but it's, it's something that people are not familiar on this side of the world. Right. Uh, but it's a great team game to watch, to play, um, and has a huge following. Now, you mentioned that Log Cabin is your third flower shop. And your first one, you, you bought it from your aunt. Yep. And the holidays, certain holidays, the biggest holiday, I think, is Mother's Day. Yep. And right behind it is Valentine's Day. Yep. What was your first Valentine's Day like? A lot of unknowns, right? Right. We had our aunt to kind of hold our hand. Um, for things, right? but there are so many unpredictable things that how many orders you're going to get, right. how fast you're going to get them, how fast you're going to be able to fulfill them. Right. There's always a challenge with that mm. and you learn along the way. Right. One of the biggest things that we learn uh, is what to tackle, what not to tackle. When you're talking about the problem and the challenge, was there a specific event or a specific day that precipitated this that you learned from? Yes, um, Valentine's. Okay. Because Valentine is your one day where everybody wants it, everybody wants their arrangement as soon as possible on that one day. Right. Mother's Day is like a week long. Okay. So people can send flowers, they usually send flowers sometimes earlier, sometimes you know on the day, and they're more flexible. But right. Valentine is that one day that people want their flowers and they want to be the first one to receive it. And they don't want to wait till midnight. They don't, they don't. <laughs> and so our thinking at that time was that if we have enough designers, right. that means we'll be churning out more. And what's a designer for those of us that don't know? Designers are those who make our arrangements beautiful. Okay. So basically they know how to make a beautiful arrangement, right. what flowers to put in, okay. um, what flowers go well, what color schemes go well. It's not something I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I just take the orders. Sure, right. Um, they, they make the customer's vision come to life. And you thought that not having enough designers on Valentine's Day was going to be the problem. Correct. And what was the problem? The problem was the delivery. Really? Because we were bringing out arrangements in a in an orderly fashion or mm -hmm. as orderly as you can get in the chaotic manner. Right. And we just didn't have enough drivers to kind of take them, to deliver them. Uh, logistics, uh, logistics, logistics, logistics. You know, we had 
our first Valentine where some people got their flowers in the evening. Oh no. Exactly. And so that, you know, you never want to make, you want to make sure your customers never feel like they cannot trust you with what they have tasked you to do. Right. And I think it, we felt that it was something that we put, let our, not just ourselves down, but our customers down mm. as well. How did you fix this problem? We personally called and apologized. Right. Um, all those people who got their arrangements late, um, we asked them if there was any way we could, anything we could do um, to make it right for them. Right. And third thing is we gave them half of the value of their arrangement mm -hmm. towards an, a future arrangement as well. Mm, okay. So something that we felt was needed. Right. Because they came to us over other flower shops in the area. How did you correct this problem from not happening again? Well, we made sure we had enough delivery vans and enough delivery drivers the next time around. Right. Um, we even overhired. Okay. Um, and we had a couple of guys just kind of waiting around right. uh, for those times if there was an urgent delivery or not. Or just because we had learned something the last time, we wanted to make sure that wasn't happening again. And you've used that for all the major holidays since? Yes. When we come back, we're going to talk about having a second or third business, not just in the same town, but in a totally different part of the state. When we come right back. The reason we're here with Huneid Baliwala, the owner of Log Cabin Florist, the Bakersfield Flower Bar, and the Woodland Warner Flower Shop, is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that wanted to find out, you know, I'm buying a second business and I know I need to merge the two cultures. How do I do that? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and let us know what would you like to learn here on Small Business Celebration and who knows? Your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Huneid Baliwala, the owner of Log Cabin Florist. And our visioner question comes from Ryan, who asked, last week your guest talked about the challenges of opening a second location. But what if you're opening a second location in a different location that's in a different part of the state? Well, that's exactly what we went through. <laughs> uh, so we have two flower shops here in Bakersfield, and right. we have one in Woodland Hills. Uh -huh. The biggest challenge was logistics, mm. right? How to get product to each of the shops in a timely fashion. Let's talk about the logistics part for a moment sure. here, because this is something that, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just get there. And for you, you learned the lesson the hard way on logistics. Take us very briefly through that process because you bought your you buy your product in Oxnard. Correct. And then what you try to do it all in one day or, or yeah. what happened? Yeah, not just Oxnard, also uh, downtown, the flower market. Okay. Initially, what we tried to do was we tried to see how much we can fit in our big van. Right. And do it all on the same day. For and three so, stores? For all three stores. <laughs> so what okay. we would do is we would go to Oxnard, we would fill the truck up, right. then we would go to Woodland Hills drop off what they needed, right. and then come here. And then if by the time we would get here, it would be three or four in the evening. Oh no. And so the flowers have been sitting out in the truck during summer. With no air conditioning. Well, there is air conditioning. Right. But you know, 
it's not something, it's not as cool as the coolers right, out here. Right. It's meant to get the flowers from point A to point B, right. but not so that they last an entire day out in 100 degree weather. Sure. And so it was challenging. Um, so logistics was key. How did you solve that problem? Well, we just, we looked at it hard. We changed dates. Ah. So we, um, it takes a little bit more time, mm -hmm. but now we do Woodland Hills on one run right. and Bakersfield on the other run. Oh, so okay. Mondays is Woodland Hills Day and Tuesday is Bakersfield's Day. Got it. Do you see your, your children getting involved with the family business or do you see them going through and experiencing life in different directions? Right. At this point, they love coming to the flower shop. Okay. They love making arrangements. Right. My older, Sarah, she's creative. She likes to draw. She likes to make arrangements. Right. Um, her younger sister is also following in her footsteps. Right. Um, she's more, she likes to do experiments. Right. So she likes to make, per make perfumes and things like that. Oh. So she'll take flowers home, see what happens if she puts them in a bottle. Right. With, you know, a little bit of essence and all of that. Um, but they both love making arrangements, so the hope is that at some point they'll take over. They'll be designers of their own. Yeah, and be successful. What makes you wake up every morning and open your business? My personal belief is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, okay. right? Um, so never being afraid of a failure. Mm. Yeah, it is hard. There's no doubt about it. There are many things. There are always bumps along the way. Right. But they, they are part of the journey that help you learn and help you grow out of it. Um, I, we were just talking about this and uh, we've been, like in our short journey, have been through quite a few drastic measures or things. Um, you know, I was working at a television network. Um, there was an incident, incident where my um, boss ends up, you know, killing his wife. Um, I end up taking guardianship of his four kids for till you know the parents got to, into town, turned into a six months to a year affair. Um, so everybody has a different path. Mm. And there are always challenges. If there are no challenges, it doesn't make life exciting. How you come out of that challenge is, is important. Um, I think a lot of people forget that businesses have cycles. Mm. and. I think that's what you have to sort of plan for. Right. The beauty of owning a business is every decision you make has either a consequence or a reward, right? right. It's based on the decisions you make rather than somebody making them for you. And so owning a business gives you that opportunity to be able to do that and to learn from it. And that I think is the biggest, the most exciting challenge, that what else can we do? Like we're selling flowers, but what else can we do here that can make the customer's experience that much fulfilling? We started bringing candles. We started bringing in other gift items, vases, hand-blown vases right. that are blown right onto the wood, you know, something unique. And how that plays out is in your hands. Some things will work, some things won't. But you made that decision and you have the opportunity to play with it and see how that runs, how, how that plays out in the long run. And I think that's the beauty of it. And that's what at least gets me up every morning. What can I do um, today, one, to help create a better experience for our customers, 
help the business grow and be a unique flower shop. All our three flower shops are different in their own ways. They're, they have their own boutique kind of a feel. Right. And it's not something where it's a franchise. You know, a lot of people, when, when you get into two or three, are you going to start thinking about franchising? Right. And that's something where you lose a lot of things and you want to keep their own identity, um, the businesses wise, right. and then grow them within that in entity. And so that's the beauty of it. And that's what helps me wake up every morning. And I, this was a privilege. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was, it was amazing. And if visionaries want to get in touch with you, yeah. how do they do that? Best way would be to reach me by email. Okay. Huned, H-U-N-A-I-D, at lockcabinflorist.com. Or call the shop. I'm here most of the time, or I try to be. <laughs> um, these ladies will tell you otherwise. <laughs> oh, sure, uh, sure. I'm all over the place. What's the phone number here? Um, the phone number here is 661-327-8646. And what's the address? Uh, we're at 819th Street, right here in downtown Bakersfield, 93301. And our flower bar is on the west side on corner of Stockdale and Allen, 13029 Stockdale Highway. Phone number? 661-587-6181. Um, Your other location in down south will kill us if you don't give their information. Definitely. So what's their, what's no, their, yeah. what's their um, address? Well, that's how it all started, right? right? Sure, uh, sure. We wouldn't sure. have been in the flower business if, if it wasn't for Woodland Warner. Right. WoodlandWarnerFlowers.com. Our number over there is 818-587-3650. And the person picking up the phone over there is my wife. So right. a lot lovelier sound than mine. <laughs> um, sure. But yeah. And I'll be right back with my final thought. A visioneer. This is our 200th episode of Small Business Celebration. And to say that it's a landmark episode is an understatement. Chief among them, most podcasts and YouTube channels don't get to 200 episodes. And to do that is a rather monumental feat. But we couldn't have done this without a small army of people to help us get here. First of all, this started off as an advanced level Toastmasters project. And it's one that I've re jokingly referred to as kind of getting out of hand, but for which we're always very grateful for. I also want to thank my parents because after all, without them and their encouragement saying, you know, Michael, you might be able to make this thing work. So for that, I thank them very, very much. I also want to thank my wife, my darling, beautiful Tamla, and her infinite amount of patience. After all, she's the one having to put up with all the production and the editing and the editing and the editing and more editing. I also want to thank our sponsors because without them, this project wouldn't stay funded and it does cost money to make this show happen. So thank you very much to our sponsors. I also want to thank our guests because they are successful business owners who have come on to Small Business Celebration to impart their wisdom of what has made them successful. And sometimes it's rather daunting. Do you want to come on to a show and 
impart your secrets, your thoughts on what has made you successful and hope it doesn't go to your competition? Or do you want to, like JFK said, a rising tide lifts all boats? Well, thankfully we've had our guests come on and impart their pearls of wisdom for you and I to learn from. And for that, we are eternally grateful. I also want to thank somebody very, very, very important. This show would not happen without this person. That person is you. You are the one who has been listening to Small Business Celebration. You've been the one that has been watching Small Business Celebration. You have been the one that has been internalizing and digesting and gleaning the information learned and entertained here on Small Business Celebration so that you can grow a strong and profitable business. You've also been the one who has been giving us suggestions. What do you want to learn about? What would you like to hear about? What, what can actually make you not just a better business, but a better person, a person who is a pioneer with vision, a person who is a visioneer. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Hunaid Baliwala, the owner of Log Cabin Flores, the Bakersfield Flower Bar, and Woodland Warner Flowers. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.